Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we are quickly winding down Pastor Jim's expository preaching through the entire book of Revelation. Chapter 21 is our focus this week, and it's a great relief from the final judgment of chapter 20, where we saw all who rejected Christ and his provision for reconciliation with God forever sent to the lake of fire. History for the created universe has taken its course and is winding down. God's redemptive plan has been fully played out, and he has maintained control of every single detail ever since the beginning. This chapter serves as a great contrast to the judgment of the end of chapter 20, opening with a new heaven and a new earth. What is that, and what does it mean? Well, here is today's slice of the message entitled, New Heaven and New Earth. This is special. I I don't think I can add to that description. Just go ahead and imagine it, and while you're imagining it, realize it will exceed anything you can imagine. Now, the relation of this city to God, this is amazing. Look at verse 22. And I saw no temple in it. Now, remember, he's relating to the old Jerusalem, where the central piece, the centerpiece is the temple. And I saw no temple in this city, for the Lord God, the Almighty, and the Lamb are its temple. And the city has no need of the sun or of the moon to shine upon it, for the glory of God has illumined it, and its lamp is the Lamb. The significance of no temple means there's no need for a place for God and man to meet through an intermediary. Because God Himself is in this city. You come straight to God. You enjoy full fellowship with Him all the time. Remember when Jesus died, God miraculously took the veil in the temple, that big thick curtain that uh, kept people from access to the Holy of Holies except for the high priest on the Day of Atonement once a year, and God tore that temple in two from the top to the bottom to symbolize that we can now come to Him directly without having to go through the priest, without having to bring an animal sacrifice, because God provided the one sacrifice once for all. And when God tore that that, uh, veil in two, it was to symbolize that we now come to Him directly by faith. And when we get to heaven, there is no mediator at all. We are simply there in eternal, unhindered fellowship and joy with God the Father. No need for the sun or the moon because God's glory lights the whole place. Now, it struck me this week that this is talking about the New Jerusalem. Maybe there will be a sun and moon in the new heaven and new earth, but the New Jerusalem doesn't need them because the glory of God shines there. And that brings us to this. Well, if this is the centerpiece, the city is, and it's 1,500 miles by 1,500 miles by 1,500 miles. Well, what else is there? Well, the implication is there is something else. It's the relationship of this city to the nations. Now, we've seen that Israel is still distinct. The church is still distinct. 
the nations are still recognizable. Look at verse 24. And the nations, uh, or 20, yeah, 24. And the nations shall walk by its light, and the kings of the earth shall bring their glory into it. In other words, whatever a nation has, they pay homage to the new Jerusalem. And in the daytime, for there shall be no night there in this city, its gates shall never be closed, and they shall bring the glory and the honor of the nations into it, and nothing unclean, and no one who practices abomination and lying shall ever come into it, but only those whose names are written in the Lamb's book of life. Remember last time we saw the books and the other book. The books is the record of everything you've ever done, and if you don't come to Christ by faith, if you don't receive His grace, you're judged by that record of all your deeds, everything you've ever done. No one judged that way will be saved because if you've ever sinned once, you fall short of the glory of God. Or your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. It seems that that book began with the names of everyone that Christ died for. God so loved the world that He gave gave His only begotten Son that whoever believes in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. He is the propitiation for our sins and not for ours only, but also for those of the whole world. And so when a name is blotted out of the Lamb's book of life, it's because that person has not received the free gift of salvation in Christ. And so who's going to be in heaven? Those who have believed. Interesting, there will still be nations in the new heaven and the new earth, and all will constantly honor God, but people and nations do not lose their identity in heaven. And then this chapter closes with one more reminder that nothing and no one who is unclean has access to heaven. Now, that's a little bit about heaven. We need to take a few minutes and bring this to bear on our own hearts. I think one of the biggest clinker concepts of heaven is that it will be boring. People think of it in terms of a long, long, long time. And if you think kids can say, are we there yet, when you've got a 12-hour drive and you're a half hour into it, some people kind of think of heaven, oh, we're just going to play harps and just that's all, it's just going to be so boring. Or that it has nothing to do with earth or this life at all, another silly concept. If you have a concept of God that allows you to think for a moment that fellowship with Him for eternity will not be the greatest joy possible, full of unending wonder and discovery, then you need a serious improvement in your ideas about God. And as a matter of fact, I would highly recommend 64 Days of Truth as an antidote for that coming to a pulpit near you this fall. Now, when you think about the place described here in Revelation 21, realize that is a human language description of a place beyond human language where you will spend eternity. Now, I brought up the question before, what about people who have died and are with the Lord now? Well, we got a glimpse of them back in chapter 6, at least some of them, when John saw under the altar in heaven, in other words, in the presence of God, 
the souls of those who had been slain because of the word of God and their testimony. Remember, he saw their souls. They didn't have bodies yet. They're not resurrected. And they cried out, chapter 6, verse 10, How long, O Lord, holy and true, will you refrain from judging and avenging our blood on those who dwell on the earth? And I showed you how throughout the book of Revelation, one of the purposes of the judgments that come upon the earth is avenging the blood of those martyrs in response to their prayer, when are you going to bring vengeance? First, they're told to wait a while longer. Then comes the promise that there will be no more delay then the final judgments, then they are indeed avenged. But there's something else to know implied by that passage in Revelation 6. Notice a couple of things. They know, even though they're with the Lord, they know who killed them, and they know that their murderers have not been judged, and they remember their lives on earth, including the fact of how they died. So does that tell you something? It tells you several things. The people who say that when you are with the Lord, you will have no awareness of life on earth because knowing about evil would tarnish your joy, well, they're wrong. Because these people with the Lord do know specific details of things on earth. Now, is that a little fascinating, a little mind-boggling? Sure, if you have a mind like mine, it's easy to get boggled. That's more than I needed. Notice at the transfiguration, Moses and Elijah appeared on earth miraculously, having been summoned from heaven. They spoke with Jesus, and they knew about his departure soon to come. In other words, they were aware of life on earth and what God was going to do. Or consider this one, something Jesus said, Luke 15, 10. It says, in the same way I tell you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. Now notice, he didn't say there will be rejoicing by the angels. Now, I do think the angels rejoice when one sinner is saved because the angels are fascinated by salvation. It's something they long to look into, and they are, they are just blown away at God's grace that He would save a motley crew like us. So I do think they rejoice over salvation, but Jesus carefully said there will be rejoicing in the presence of the angels. Now, who is in heaven in the presence of the angels other than God? Well, that would be people who are with the Lord. So I think that includes saints in heaven who are overjoyed by the salvation of people on earth, and certainly especially those they knew and loved. There's a couple of good books out there. Uh, Johnny Erickson Tata has one about, I think it's called Heaven, Your Real Home. Randy Alcorn wrote a book simply titled Heaven. And he answered this question in a uh, Q&A thing I read one time. He said, uh, my mother recently passed away. She was a Christian, and I know she's with the Lord, but can she see me from heaven? Alcorn 
recited the list of scriptures I just gave you, and then he said this. I believe scripture clearly suggests your mother who's now in heaven. If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.